2: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: So we'll just, you know, get right into it because we are recording, I believe. Um, so welcome back to We Men at Acme. And um, we're just going to go down the line here and then maybe up the line and then down the line again. So we'll start with Joe. Hey, <laughs> <right>, I'm Joe. <laughs> How old are you, Joe? And where are you from?
3: I am 33, and I'm from Chicago.
1: Nice. Anyone from Chicago?
3: Wow. No one. <laughs> no one
4: from Chicago. I'm sorry. Anybody about 33? No, <laughs> no, no, no 33.
3: <laughs> this is gonna be a fun show.
4: <laughs> and what about you, Kendall? Um, I am from Los Angeles, and I'm 27. I'm going to be turning 28 in August, August 17th. Oh, so I was just, it's I
1: was, coming th- up, guys. That was one of my next questions, so it's good to know that you're a Leo. Leo.
4: I heard you're really it's into Leo season, so, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm,
1: I'm into it. I'm into it. We'll have to get back and um, figure out Joe's sign in a bit. So, Emma, how old are you and where are you from?
0: I'm 33, and I'm from Maine, and I'm so, I got confused. I thought he said my name. That's why I came out.
1: <laughs> I I well, we really thought he said that I was something, like, I was like Emma other. go, go. Yeah.
0: Well you didn't go, go. I you went go and I went, I'm going. So yeah. we, we we can split that. But yeah, so that's it what works. happened. Thirty three, <laughs> um really rural mean
5: Nice. Yeah. Nice. What about you, Jasmine? I am twenty eight and I'm from two hours from Chicago. Um, it's like a cornfield, basically. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Love it. wrapping And um, Joe, what
1: do
3: you do these days? What are you up to? (laughs) What do I do? (laughs) Hmm. It's a good question. (laughs) I ask myself that every morning. (laughs) Um, I have a clothing line I started. It's called Frown Clothing. And we partnered with a charity called Smile Train. So I'm doing that. And other than that, I do some hosting gigs. I hosted a Family Feud tour. I did a Dancing with the Stars tour. Very cool. I hang out with my girlfriend. Uh, You know, and just, you know, Instagram and whatever, hang out.
1: Very cool. Love it. Love it. All All things. things.
3: What about you, Kendall?
4: Um, I recently started a podcast called Down to Date. So I've been doing that. And then um, also hanging out with my boyfriend. We have a really (laughs) good time together. Yeah, and then doing um, interviewing and hosting as well. So, you know. All the things.
1: Very cool. What about you, Emma?
0: Um, I'm a comedian, and I tour doing that, and then some acting. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) And I do radio. I have a podcast, too. Cool, what's it yeah. called? I've got one called Secret Keepers Club with Carly from Girl Code. She had the red hair and girl code. Oh yeah, she's so yeah. cute. And yeah, we have a podcast. And then I have one with Mateo Lane called Inside the Closet. Mateo was actually he was also on Girl Code. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: I feel like a lot of comedians were on Girl Code and got it. Yes. And then while.
0: Mateo did Colbert and him and I each did a Netflix fifteen together. So I've got those two podcasts. Too. Very cool. but I would say touring mostly
1: awesome what about you jasmine
5: i am talent at buzzfeed i also model with a clothing brand asos and i do just like influencer shit you know here and there yeah 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 right.
1: I, I feel we like know the that. life yeah <laughs> so jasmine we're gonna start with you what's
5: your current relationship status Um, I'm currently in a relationship. Um, Yes, they're somewhere out there. I can't see. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we started dating in like October and then like waited a while to call it official. Mm. Um, And then made that label in like February or March. Oh, so it's serious. Yes. Yes. So serious. So serious. Now, why do you think you waited? Honestly, because I've been fucked over quite a lot, mm-hmm. um, a, a lot of my own faults, a lot of other people taking advantage, and I'm just like a uplifting person. It's my job, literally, so yeah. I, I tend to do that in relationships, and then I don't value myself later. Yeah. So um, I was making sure I valued myself for mm-hmm. a few months, mm-hmm. and then like got to it. That sounds healthy. Yeah, I think
0: so. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Emma? I have a girlfriend. I haven't I haven't said that yet on my podcast but oh. next time we record I'm going to
1: when did you guys define things
0: um I think it was like uh, like a month ago three weeks ago congratulations Ooh. yeah 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 during the retrograde. you know I w- was it during retrograde yeah yeah it was <laughs> Oh wait, what? Wait, is that bad or oh, well, good? I
1: mean, um, well, maybe if you get into a relationship during retrograde, then it can like I mean, like, that's the strongest. Anything. I feel right, like yeah. Right. But if you break up during retrograde, like who knows
5: what'll happen? Yeah, next. we knew that. Was, yeah, yeah, that was all fine. But yeah. to to get together during right. that's that's pretty strong. Right, strong like. What? Sorry, this isn't
0: my podcast. Go <laughs> off. <laughs>
5: No, please, strong please. like what?
0: Strong like good. Oh, yeah strong good. Good. yeah, strong yeah. good. Strong yeah. good. I yeah. felt yeah. cosmically overwhelmed when I even brought it up. Right. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. That's yeah. a good thing. Because, yeah, <laughs> we were in like a sexual situation and I was so overcome with being like, wow. Like, ah. and I, Oh, mean,
1: you asked... Yeah, during sex. No, like pre.
4: Oh,
0: but ooh. yeah, it, it often leads to sex. After. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I th- <laughs> that wasn't what I was like gunning for. I wasn't like, yeah, you want sex? Accent. But no, it was like a you know right. she wore lingerie and then they, oh, I was just overcome with all these feelings oh. not so if because you want, of that but it was like an exclamation point on top of the feelings I said we gotta talk about being in a relationship right right so so <laughs>
1: you know. clearly I feel like the message is if you want someone to define things wear
0: lingerie yeah
1: yeah okay <laughs>
0: Um, if it's already there then that could prompt it more it's a bonus yeah, it could be yeah. exactly exactly yeah.
1: And, and it's a
0: nice gesture for, yeah, them. for yeah.
1: sure yeah. and, and Kendall and it. Joe I feel like this would be a dumb
4: question to ask you but I'm gonna ask it anyway what's your current relationship status? straight up official
3: yeah we're in one <laughs>
4: nice, <laughs>
3: nice. <laughs> we live together I would yeah. say okay. probably
4: for about a year now though we actually just figured out that our year anniversary is today Yeah. what? Oh, well, because yeah. we have oh, a lot gosh. of congratulations yeah, thank, you, thank you we have a lot of back and forth you don't really know when our official anniversary is but yeah. we kind of talked about it We're like i think we kind of decided it was official today in the midst of so yeah. are we, you going to celebrate no what were you gonna say
3: uh, we like we met and we've been living together ever since so it's like yeah. a normal so. relationship you know <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we started living together the day we met so. so why did you move in together
1: right away is that because you were I mean, I, you Well, met, initially it was because yeah. he
4: was on Dancing with the... Joe was on Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, they, so
3: they got... They gave me an apartment here for three right. months. So they, I
4: moved right in. Yeah,
3: <laughs> she moved in with me, and then we were just, you know, hanging out and, and... Not hanging out, I mean, we were dating, but it was... And other
4: stuff, you know. Hanging <laughs> out,
3: dating, you know, <laughs> sex, all the whole thing. Oh,
4: boy, <laughs> <they>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> No, but it was, you know, we were just, you know, in the beginning of our relationship, we were having a really good time, and we yeah. enjoyed living with each other, so it was easy. Mm-hmm. And after that, it just got more serious and serious, and then we got a place together.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh. That's really cute. And what is your sign, Joe? When's your birthday?
3: I'm at, uh, April 12th. Ooh, so you're an Aries. I'm an Aries, yeah.
1: An Aries and a Leo. That's a really good match.
3: Is it? Is That's it like a good
1: match? Best friendship. <laughs>
4: That's yeah. good. We, I do feel like we're best friends. Yeah.
0: That's really nice. Yeah. Emma, what is your uh, birthday? My birthday, I don't know why I got so nervous. <laughs> also, that was like the most gangster response if you're in a relationship when you said s- straight up official. Yeah. <laughs> you're in a oh, relationship, yeah. straight up official.
1: So, you guys are in a relationship, obviously. Is, yes. You live yes. together. Yeah. Do. How do you navigate fights? Because, I mean, mm. every, there's always, oh. you know, <laughs> in every is... relationship, there are ups and downs, there are well, ebbs and
3: flows. I mean, she's really intelligent, so <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> Getting in fights with her because I'm very stubborn and you know, hardcore. Yeah, and I'm—I f- always think I'm right.
4: Mm-hmm. As do I. So, this and is obviously so, do, an so an does so does she. But you, usually,
3: usually Kendall wins in the fights.
4: I think it's uh, more so. I'm the first person to admit I'm wrong. So I feel like if I admit I'm wrong before he admits I'm or says that I'm wrong, then in a way I'm kind of winning. I
1: see. <laughs> So you're like the peacemaker, essentially.
4: Yeah. I feel like I'm just extremely honest and open right mm-hmm. off the bat. I just kind of just lay it all out there and say exactly how I feel. I try not to have any confusion. I'm very uh I don't want to say robotic, but I'm I'm straight to the facts. Mm-hmm.
3: I just start making shit up. I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. On <laughs> one time we actually we were filming like we were filming oh, this, this um, <laughs> cooking video and we got in a huge fight and, and
4: while um, we were filming,
3: so I, it was like, recorded. I stormed out of the room, I'm like, this is, you know,
1: whatever. Wait, what was the fight about? Like, you cooked something
4: wrong,
3: it was burnt? I think it
4: was because he thought that I didn't think he knew what he was doing in the kitchen. Like, he was very offended.
3: Yeah, uh-huh. and I'm like, and we got in a huge fight, and I'm like, let's watch the tape back, you know?
4: Of the fight.
3: Yeah. I was
4: like, let's watch the tape back. He's like, I don't have to watch the tape back, because I know that I'm right. And we watched the tape back, and guess who was right?
3: Mm. She was. And I, and I still, and I still I'm, like, I'm like, how do you feel about that? And she's like, I was right. I'm like, yeah, I guess
4: so. (laughs) So hands down, my favorite fight. It was recorded. So (laughs) Yeah, maybe we should like all record our fights. I know. I would not win that game. (laughs) Well, you know, when you get in a fight and you end up forgetting like what you said, you're like, maybe I said that, maybe I was being mean. But when you record it, that's completely it's all transparent. You can see, you know, the truth. For sure.
1: Emma, you're in this newly official relationship. How do you navigate fights? Or is it so? Knew that, you know, nothing has come up yet. Um,
0: f- we haven't had a, a fight, but, you know, w- I th- with fighting, I I think this is, like, so politically not correct, but sometimes I think, like, the more feminine someone is, the better they are at arguing. Because, mm-hmm. like, it, and that goes, for, like, really flamboyant, like, little gay men, too, but, like, feminine women. Like, they just get so much more. Like, I remember I was saying this one girl once, and, like, no offense to her, but, like, she wasn't, <laughs> like, the sharpest crayon whatever, right? And and that's like what an idiot I am that I'm making that analogy. And even I could be like, she's not that smart. But yeah. when we would start fighting, she would start using words that like I couldn't even believe. But it was only when we would get into arguments, like smart words, like smart words, <laughs> like smart words. Yeah. But that happens a lot. I feel like in time, like I always think of myself as like the man one in a relationship, and then the women ones I always feel are good at are constantly good at arguing, like. Sometimes, like I was in a relationship with a, um, a therapist and when we would argue, I would feel like it was just me trying to hang on for dear life right. off of, because I couldn't even understand what she was talking about. And it would just be like her going and going and then I was just trying to like grasp at straws to see what, yeah. like to even what we were, you know, because sometimes you start arguing about one thing and then 10 minutes later, it's like, and how come we never go scuba diving? And you're like, what? Like, Yeah. So what I do in arguments, which isn't productive, and women don't like this at all, you get, you as I said, and they don't like this, it's not a good fight tactic, so I need to work on this. I started going to a therapist, but what I... That's great, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that.
5: huge.
0: I had gone before, but then now I started re-going, but... I, I used to go. I used to be like, I'm sorry. I would be like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. And you can say that one time if you mean it. Maybe two times. But if you start doing it a bunch, girls really don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something I need to not. Because they would just like they just keep going and going at it, And then I'd be like, you know, like I'd be like, you know what? You're right. Like I don't know what I was thinking. I'm sorry. And then they'd be like, do you really mean that? Or are you just saying that? Because things want I hear. I'm like, it's not what I think you want to hear. Like I mean it. I'm sorry. And they'd be like, really? And I'm like, yep. You're right. I'm sorry. And then like, I don't think you mean. It. I'm like, I mean it. I, I mean it. <laughs> And they'll be like, what were we fighting about? I'm like, what we were fighting about is what we were fighting about. And I and that you were right <laughs> is you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, you're right, I'm sorry, is like, shut up. Yeah, but if it's not sincere, then you've just made everything so much worse. Because right. it's like, oh, and then if yeah. they come out with this, right. you're not listening. Mm. Fuck. Right. Yeah, I wasn't listening. <laughs> How yeah. was I supposed to listen to right. that shit? Yeah. But that is, you know... My girlfriend now is like really like um, respectful and laid back, mm. so that's good. Yeah, that's good. What about you, Jasmine?
5: Um, uh, we've gotten into some uh, f- arguments—I like to call them. Yeah, um, I mean, when
1: Mercury was in retrograde or before
5: that. <laughs> all, yeah, <laughs> all and everywhere. But um, uh, this is definitely the first relationship that I've been in that it's we communicate so well mm. even though it might not be like during the argument but even like we'll take like a even if it's like a day or a few hours or something and then we'll circle back and like really talk things out and explain like okay this is how I was feeling this is why I started acting like that because you were acting this like we go back and forth and really talk it out step by step and it's it feels great honestly that's so, amazing yeah so
1: what is the scene like um, for like lesbians who live in LA? I I, <laughs> I don't know anything, and oh. I don't know what our audience knows. So
5: go on. I don't live in LA. Oh, you don't? No, oh, you don't.
0: You don't. Well. No, I li- I'm in New York and LA, but I mean I'm like traveling. A- I mean I can answer the question. I've been here enough to know. <laughs> the, but it's I, I you always do online dating. Uh huh. Um, but I don't go. So I'm out all the time for shows. So I don't like I, I get social anxiety and like. A, especially in lesbian-centered areas. Right. Which there are none, so congrats. Um, (laughs) Come to LA, because there's none. But is that because it's like a more open space, like it's more accepting everywhere, so you can kind of be anywhere, or just? It's
5: it's mainly just like, there are like lesbian-centered nights Mm -hmm. to go to, but not like one distinct area. And if it is, it's not really like all of that anyways, you know? And And then you get into like, are there women of color there? Every, right. You know? So, um, yeah, it's very... It's not the easiest.
0: Mm-hmm. But there is a big lesbian community. Oh, yeah, LA. they're all
5: at home with their significant others and their right. cats. Right.
0: I feel like it's right. super <laughs> coupled off. But in general, Literally, like yeah.
5: all
1: sexual orientations, everyone's in a couple in L.A., mm-hmm. I
5: hmm. feel like. Or everyone's just hmm. so thirsty and disgusting. <laughs> it's it's just, one or the other. It's one or the other, exactly. Where I mean, did you...
1: Jasmine, where did you and your partner meet? We met online. Which
5: dating? uh... Um, We met actually on Instagram through a little page called personals
0: have you heard of this what my friend my queer friend just did it yeah what is your okay so it.
5: personals it's like an old school you know how they had like newspapers and yeah. there would be like personal ads <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so it's like that but um it's an instagram and you send something in like you write something up and say what you're looking for it could be friendship you're traveling to this city um you're looking for a third. You're looking for a couple, whatever. It's all queer women, women based as well. Um, and so you send it in, and then they repost it, and it's all text. And you read it, and you're like, "Ooh, is this person hot?" I don't know. I only see words. Right. So then you like <laughs> click on their page, and you can comment, you can like DM them, you can do whatever.
1: Wait, that's so cool. So yeah. what do we follow if we want to see these personals? Well,
5: I mean, it is queer women. So you can't but, know straight people? I mean, no, they do follow, but I'm just letting you know ahead right, of time. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's like underscore personals, mm. underscore?
1: Yeah, that's really... Personals? That's like genius. Yeah. It is genius. So you met on the personals. So you were on the personals or they were on the personals? They were. I you saw into it. the DMs. No,
5: <laughs> I don't do that. Uh-huh. Um, I commented on their post, um, high. hi. Uh-huh. And then they came to my DMs. You know, Smart. you just gotta throw yeah. the little reel exactly, and then you and that's all you gotta do.
0: That's you Back off and you wait. Look at me now.
5: Uh-huh. <laughs> Love it, Emma. How did you and your partner
0: meet? That um, hi. That's a good, uh-huh. that's a good one. <laughs> um, I did it on. Um, you're not supposed to say the name of it, but it rhymes with Baya. Raya? Yeah. Raya. How do you pronounce that? I don't know exactly. You know, I've been on, uh, yeah, I always do online, but I think just because it's, I don't like going out to stuff either. You know what I mean?
1: You know why I like you? Because you're a good listener. And being a good listener makes you smarter and it makes you more connected. And I feel like if you're someone who listens to podcasts, you are by default a good listener. And that's really important. Honestly, because you're a good listener to podcasts, I feel like it's just a natural transition that you'd be really good at listening to books as well, to audiobooks specifically. I personally have made the transition and have started listening to Audible. And one of the books that I finished for my book club a few months ago, when I was listening to it on Audible, is Where the Crawdads Sing. I loved the book. It has a murder. I'm not going to say what happens, but if you know me, you know I love murder mysteries. And because I'm a member of Audible, I get to choose three different titles every month, which is great because there are no good songs out there anymore. And I'm just into books, like audiobooks and podcasts. And there's Audible Originals, so you can't hear them anywhere else but Audible. I personally love Audible, and I've had such a great experience that I want to give you an experience that I've had. So start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. You get your first audiobook plus two Audible Originals for free. So all you have to do is go to audible.com ACME or text ACME to 500 So just audible.com slash Acme or text Acme to 500-500 now. And I think you're going to really, really enjoy it. So let me know what you think. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Julianne, a.k.a. Jewel the Bee. Hi. Hi. I have heard so much about you and I can't believe we're finally... Here on my couch, sitting together. Thank you so much for coming in. By the way, Thank you I, for I me. heard you live in the suburbs.
2: I live in the woods. In the woods, the okay. suburbs are completely metropolis uh-huh. compared to where I live. So, where is that? That would be in Pound Ridge, New York, mm-hmm. just about forty-five minutes or two and a half hours, give or take the traffic, outside of the city in the woods of Westchester.
1: Love it. Yeah. And where did you grow up? And also, I have to ask, how old are you? Because that's how we start the podcast. Even
2: though you look so young, so it doesn't matter, whatever you say. I am 46 years old, Mm -hmm. born in Atlanta, raised in New Jersey, and then spent uh, some time in the city after college and then headed out to the woods. Love it. Been in the woods, I don't know, for about 15 years now, I think. Okay. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I have so much I want to talk about,
1: but we'll start with what is Jewel the Bee like? What is the nickname? Where did it come from?
2: Jewel the Bee has been has been in existence for way longer than this whole two year kind of Jewel the Bee evolution with Instagram and this new website. Jewel the Bee came from my maiden name, Berkowitz, mm-hmm. and my girlfriends in college teasing me about being like a, a little buzzing bee, just kind of never stopping. And, you know, it was my first email account on AOL and it just kind of stuck. That's I've really just cute. always been Jewel the Bee. That's great, and not that interesting. But. No, it is, <laughs> but it is. but part of my. Um, it's
1: like a lifelong nickname. It's a lifelong nickname, and I heard because I was just listening to your episode with Julie on hashtag No Filter, who is with us today in the my studio. Security blanket, yeah, aka my apartment, <laughs> and so kindly brought some wine to amen to you know relieve some some nerves, which is really kind, even though I can't drink it because I will die. Um, (laughs)
2: Because we will kill you. Yeah.
1: But anyway, so I I heard that your husband has a nickname as well.
2: He does have. It's just so funny how, you know, I've always been Jewel the Bee and, and Barry has been Baza for so long. But to like for people to kind of be discovering us now, it's just hilarious to me. Baz is the Australian nickname for Barry. And when we were first dating, very dear Aussie friends of ours just started calling him Baza. So that's how Baza came to be. I love the nickname Baza. I do too. I love it. I
1: I feel like every couple that I love has nicknames for each other. Is that right? Yeah. Like- it just it just makes it cuter. and makes It does it, make it
2: cuter. And yeah. it's so much fun when I get really angry with him. And, uh-huh. You know, just yelling, Baza, instead right. of Barry. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so our podcast
1: is primarily a dating podcast. So we're going to talk a little bit about mm-hmm. dating and marriage and all that good I'm gonna stuff. I'm going to learn a lot, I think, Lindsay. No, I feel like I'm going to learn a lot. <laughs> I don't know um, about that. But we… Also love astrology on the podcast. I heard. And about I would be that. lying if I said I didn't already know your sign. Okay. But do I fit
2: my sign? Because like, I've not hundred
1: percent. Right? That's what I was Yeah, keep not hundred percent. So Jewel is a Pisces. Yeah. And I know that because on the episode of hashtag nofilter that I listened to, it was your birthday when it the was. episode came out. And so then I was like, I have to look at the, what the date is and I think it was March
2: 16th. And I hear I do not fit the Pisces profile, but I don't really understand the Pisces profile. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can
1: Well, I think me. that it's more of like the entire chart, right? So it's not just like your Pisces, but you also, based on the time you're born, you have like a rising sign and a moon sign and a Venus sign and all that stuff. But I think that I personally know a lot of Pisces who are really funny and really like outgoing. Okay. But I think that it's either one or the other, like either really funny and outgoing or like more withdrawn and like Mm. dreamy and like in their own world.
2: I think I am a total mix of those two things. And people don't realize that about me. I am Mm -hmm. completely, what is it? An introverted extrovert. Yeah. Which is why I live in the woods of Westchester. Right. That's why we wound up there yeah, and- like I'm very good being on my own and mm-hmm. sort of being in my own head and, you know, having the camera turned on me alone in my kitchen right. I'm very so i I think I'm probably more of that, so it in was some ways it was your choice to move to the woods or was it? It was my suggestion. Uh We were just dating. Barry and I were just dating and I had sort of had enough of the city. I had been married there. I had gotten divorced there. Mm -hmm. My apartment had just sold and I was sort of like, I knew that the next step was going to be the whole baby thing and I was just ready. Right. And I tend to go pretty drastic. Mm Mm-hmm. There's not usually like a Scarsdale in me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so you just mentioned you were married, which I want to talk about. Okay. When did you meet your first husband? And like, how long were you together before you were married? I met my
2: first husband when I was a fetus, when I was 19 years old. <laughs> and- So we, in college? Um, Yeah, it was my first, I guess my my first year of college. His sister- a very dear friend of mine, his sister fixed us up. Where where were you guys in college? I was at the University of Maryland mm-hmm. and he had already graduated from Villanova. Mm-hmm. So he was like sort of adulting and I was just starting and it got, you know, very serious, very quickly, but then sort of, you know, went on for years and years and years because I was so young and because he was really like a child trapped in a well, sort of a childlike man body. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we dated for, I guess we were together for 12 years and married for about four. Okay. Yeah. Wait,
1: and I have to ask when was his birthday?
2: He is May 23rd. So he's technically a Gemini. He's a Gemini. And your, and Baz is what? Baz is October 4th. Baz is- Oh, he's a
1: Libra. He's such a Libra. Oh my God. So, so I'm a
2: Libra. Yeah. Like lovely and, everyone, and balanced. And-
1: so your husband's a Libra and I'm a Libra. Okay. And most of the time Libras are great. So that's awesome. And Libra Pisces, they really understand each other because they're very like sweet souls and sometimes people pleasers. And mm. so, you know, there's a connection there for sure. But going back to your first marriage for a second. So you were were married at 26, you
2: said. I was married. Yeah, I was married, I think, at 26. And then you got a divorce. By 30, 31. By 30, 31. Okay, so
1: I have some friends who are in a similar position Mm -hmm. right now. And I just, I wonder what, if you have any advice for people to, you know, move on or, you know, like breakup advice, essentially, when it's something as serious as like, Marriage. A marriage.
2: Yeah. I think, look, I was very fortunate in that, you know, we didn't have kids. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, it wasn't easy at the time. And I've never been so thin and I've never been so strung out and stressed out. But looking back, you know, it was relatively… Easy and clean, and he's a good guy. And we just kind of, you know, reached a fork in the road where he was like, You know, I don't know if I want X, and I was like, Well, I don't know if I want Y, and Mm -hmm. it was, you know, it was easy. Mm -hmm. Getting skinny is the best part of getting skinny is so good. The divorce diet is. The yeah. breakup diet in general. Oh, it's so like, good. Yeah. Yeah. I would have like a piece of bread and butter and one piece of Swiss cheese for like three days. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. But like, it's just, it's, it's mental. It's, it's,
1: it's like so all mental. mental. It's not, it's not like, you know, like no one's doing that on purpose. I, no, actually, I remember it's your, your I was in, nerves. totally. I was in high school. I had a high school sweetheart for three years yeah. and he cheated on me our senior year of high school. You had the same thing? same thing. Oh my God. Yeah, that was another good skinny period. Yeah. Yeah, so (laughs) I like couldn't eat because (laughs) I was so, every time I would eat, I would think of him cheating on me. I say to Baz all the time, just threaten
2: to divorce me.
1: Totally. Just pretend. Oh my God.
2: Like come home and just be like, I'm having an affair. Can I have it? You know, like we need to get divorced. Anything. Right, I'll drop 10 pounds in 14 days. I tell my boyfriend all the
1: time. I'm like, can we just have like a really emotionally wrecking fight? (laughs) But it doesn't happen. But when you this happened get into to character. me, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But when this happened to me, my senior year, I like couldn't really eat. And my friends had never been in a relationship like this. Right. And they just didn't get it. Like right. they, so they sat me down and they're like, we think you're anorexic. Right. We're worried about and, you. Yeah, and I yeah, was like, are you the fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like you guys have never been through like what I've been through. And <laughs> now everyone gets it. You know what I mean? Because everyone's like been through of it. Of course. But I was like so pissed. I was like, I can't believe you guys think I would like willingly Oh, no, I want somebody to say that to me. I want
2: one person to say to me, we're a little worried about you. We think you have an eating disorder. Me too. Nobody Nobody has ever said that to me.
1: At the time, I was like so pissed because I was
2: like, fuck you guys. I love food. So I pe- love food. I just can't swallow, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Literally. My that's heart exactly in my what throat. it is. I know. A hundred percent. But you
2: got to keep on moving. That's you my, keep moving. that's my advice. You got to keep moving. And you know when it's wrong and you know when it's time to get out. You do. Well, do you? How do you know? I think you do. Mm-hmm. I think women know. Because I heard that you
1: said on hashtag no filter. Wow. Well, so many shout outs. I heard that you said that when you tell your parents oh. about the fight is when like you're ready to get out. But yeah. I like some
2: people tell their parents like too much. That's so true. My parents, you know, I, Mike so far, and I, and I still, you know, sort of have little ones, you know, one's turning 11 tomorrow Mm -hmm. and, and the other one's turning 13 in August. So I tell myself that they're still sort of little I have like a real friendship with my kids. I didn't have that with my parents. And I don't know if that was like my generation or, or, or just who my parents were. But when you told my parents something, they were going to fucking hold you accountable. Right. And your hand was going to be held to the fire until you dealt with it. Mm. And I remember making the decision. I called my dad and said, can you have dinner with me tonight? I need to ask you for your advice. And I knew that once I went down that road, that was going to be... I knew what he was going to say. And I knew that I was going to take what he had to contribute very seriously. hmm Yeah.
1: So other than getting your parents involved, if you know they're going to hold you accountable, yeah. what
2: are some other signs that like the relationship is not serving you oh anymore? Oh, God. I think the pit in your stomach is always the biggest one. hmm You know, I think when you feel light, when you feel... When you wake up in the morning, you know when your shoulders are heavy. you know when you've got a pit in your stomach the size of Texas. you know when something doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And if you choose to ignore that, you're kind of a dumbass right? because it's gonna it's going to come back and bite you but
1: what so what's the difference between that and yeah. like now, if you have, let's say, like, because it ebbs and flows totally. like with Baz, for example. Oh my God. Like, I, don't, I don't know what it's like for you guys, but let's say like, let's say that Baz like was not mm. loving his career or okay. something Which and like happened. was feeling down on himself, mm-hmm. right? Like what's the difference between a moment where like a partner is depressed yeah. or like going through something versus like, this is not my person. Like, how can you tell the difference?
2: I could tell the difference because I knew, and I, I, I think that that, that I have a tremendous amount of faith in Baz's ability to be a grown up. Mm-hmm. I, in my first marriage, as much as I, and I really do still love him. Like I really do have such a soft spot for him and You know, he was really like my, well, maybe my second love, but he was really like those formative years Mm -hmm. of, of really a solid relationship and your first kind of grown up relationship. I have really good memories and really good feelings of that time, but I always was wearing the cheerleader uniform and not in like a sexy kind of way. I was holding like the pom poms. I was the grown up. I was the, I was the cheerleader. I was the one like, oh my God, I hope he's going to fucking figure this out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to do that after a period of time. Right. And I don't feel that way with Barry. I When I wake up in the morning, I feel like I'm I'm with a grown up who's got his shit together. Mm-hmm. And that was really important to me. Because I kind of have my shit together, right? A, f- a fair amount of the time yeah. I do. I didn't want to be the parent in the marriage. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I wanted my own babies. That's that's really important.
1: Can we just talk about how hilarious Jewel the bee is for one second? She is just as funny in real life, and now we're Instagram friends, and I'm obsessed with her. Anyway, I just wanted to remind you guys that we've got two incredible shows coming up. We've got Philly, September 3rd. If you haven't already gotten your tickets, get them now. Go to wemetatacme.com slash tour. It's going to be a hilarious show. One of my college friends, who's actually a polygamist at the moment after being in like a 10-year relationship, is one of the guests. He's fucking hilarious. And we've got Boston, actually another college person. My college roommate will be one of the guests and two really hot guys and a comedian. You can't go wrong. So if you're in Philly or Boston, go to Acme.com slash tour now. All right, back to the episode. Before you were married at all. Mm-hmm. You were a career... I mean, you still are a career woman, but you were... Oh my
2: God, that's so crazy. You
1: were like working with celebrities. I was. And I heard a rumor that one of them was Gwyneth Paltrow.
2: That rumor is true.
1: So what was that
2: like? I am so lucky to sit here and truly say to you that I worked for the best of the best. For the... I think you know. I think I was in it for like I don't know, all in close to fifteen years, mm-hmm. and <laughs> she was amazing. Michael and Catherine were amazing. Michael I've, and Catherine. Uh, sorry, Douglas and Zeta Jones. Oh, casual. They were, casual. Sorry, she's like Mikey and Katie. Right, Mikey and Kat. You know, my my first foray into being a celebrity personal assistant was with Marlo Thomas. And I'm still in touch with her. Wait, who's Marlo Thomas? Marlo Thomas is married to Phil Donahue. Okay. She was that girl, which was like the television show of the 60s about the single, independent, you know, unmarried career girl. She was Mary Tyler Moore before Mary Tyler Moore was Mary Tyler Moore. And it was the craziest. I think I was with her for about 18 months and it was like, and this was like before, this was way before Google. Mm. And this would be like on a Sunday night at 11 PM, I would get a phone call saying, I'm leaving for LA tomorrow and I need you to find this bra in 12 different colors. Oh, and by the way, it was discontinued two years ago. Oh my and I God. I would go into a fucking hot panic and have to rise to the occasion. And it was, that was another time I was super skinny. It was, <laughs> it was a crazy, you know, it was my first celebrity personal assistant job. It was miserable much of the time. Sorry, Marlo, but you do know how to torture. And then it opened up this door totally. to, you know, to Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones and, and then, then Gwyneth it, Paltrow. And so I amazing. thank her yeah. from the bottom of my heart for teaching me to hustle and what real work ethic is, Mm. and showing up, and producing. Because that's what I I had to do for her. Holy shit, did I have to produce.
1: I am so impressed with you because I tried to be a personal assistant (laughs) once, and I was very quickly fired. (laughs) Very quickly fired.
2: That's because you belonged in the spotlight.
1: Well, it's just—it's so funny because I'm hearing about the discontinued broads that mm, you've defined. It was the Devil Wears Prada. And yeah, no, literally, yeah, literally, that's actually, the Devil Wears Prada. I was in a situation that isn't nearly as stressful as that, and I still couldn't couldn't deliver. I worked for a guy who was in the music business, yeah, and he was traveling to L.A. This was. Years ago, before Miley Cyrus transitioned from Disney star to pop pop star, Star, yeah, and he had a meeting with Miley Cyrus to represent her for her music transition. Wow, which is like so big, yeah, huge. And I did you fuck it up for him, Lindsay? So I totally fucked it up (laughs) for him. I was in New York and he was in LA and I was managing his schedule from New York, but we were three weeks into the job. Oh my God. I had never been a personal assistant before yeah. straight out of college yeah. and had no fucking clue what I was doing. Like everyone would always tell me over communicate, over communicate, but I was still at the point where like, I didn't want to be annoying. You sure. know, like, I didn't. Like, Fine I was line. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I was just a little confused about whether the meeting was at Soho house in LA or at this big music producer's office. Well, surprise. It was at the office of the producer and not at Soho house. Yeah. But I sent my boss to Soho, Soho house, house. Oh, he must. And thrilled. he literally ripped me a new yeah. asshole. Oh, yeah. He had me
2: escorted out of the office. No. Yeah. But you could have done it. You just didn't want to do it. I, it wasn't your gig. It wasn't my, yeah. it wasn't it my, wasn't it wasn't
1: gig. my time. Like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I, it wasn't that
2: you couldn't do it. You didn't want to. Yeah.
1: I just, yeah. I was done. I was done like having him hand me his credit card every day to go get it the same salad.
2: Yeah. It's no, like, but see, and I, I never really, I, I never really was the, the go get my salad girl. Right. I sort of presented myself very differently. For sure. I might have been that a little bit with Marlo because I was a second desk Uh personal assistant with Marlo. But by the time I moved on to working for Michael, it was a, it was, yeah, it was very, I was never the, you know, go get our dry cleaning. Right. So you have two sons. I do. Who are at camp right now. Yes. Where are they at camp? They're at Tyler Hill. Oh, really cute. Yeah. They left yesterday. So I
1: have two girls um, who are my family friends mm-hmm. who are
2: eight and 10. Okay. How old are the boys? The boys. So one turns 11 tomorrow. Happy oh birthday to it all. And Madden turns 13 in August.
1: Really cute and great yeah. names. Thank um, you. Madden and what's the other? Dex, Dexter. Dexter, Dexton. Dexton. Yes. Very we didn't cool. We like Dexter. We yeah. loved Dex. No, I'm, I'm supportive of that. because I, I had a camp boyfriend named Dexter who cheated on me. <laughs> Um,
2: well, and when we when I was pregnant with Dexy, yeah. it was that whole serial killer show, Dexter right, yeah. or whatever the that fuck was such it was a called. Good show. It was good, but I couldn't give birth to a serial to a killer, killer. Potentially, That's right? Totally fair. So we swapped out the T R for the T O. But
1: anyway, so my girls, my family friends, yeah, um, one of them it's their first summer, and the other one is her, it's her second summer, and yeah. they're at Point of Pines. Okay, and I don't know. I have this feeling that maybe they'll meet the boys one day, maybe. And but anyway make it happen, Lindsay. So you have two boys, which is like so great. And I can only pray for two boys because my mom always tells me like, you're going to get girls and you're going to see, get, have a taste of your own medicine, what you were like growing up. And I'm like, okay, you're probably right. But how do you make sure? And I know there's, you know, they're only 11 and 12, but Mm -hmm. how do you make sure that they're not going to be, you know, what people call today fuck
2: boys. So let's talk about what a fuck boy is. Yeah. Because I was watching your stories as I headed out of the woods into the big bad city. Uh-huh. And I'm looking at your stories going, oh my God, I am such a fucking nana. I don't know what a fuck boy or a fuck girl is. Is it somebody who hooks up a lot? Is it a no, manipulator? No, it has nothing to do with sex,
1: which is ironic. Okay.
2: It's just someone
1: who isn't interested in something with you seriously or like long-term, but still like kind of leads you on. So they're
2: a manipulator. They're going to fuck yeah. with you. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Exactly. So how, do, so I've never thought of my kids as potential fuck boys. Clearly <laughs> I need to start <laughs> well, That's I mean, if they're, if they're your kids and
1: your incredible mother, which it oh, seems like goodness. you are, I don't know then, that I am, but. Then I'm sure they'll be fine. I think I think people, you know, I also think there's so many misconceptions about mm. fuckboys. I think, I think sometimes a boy is just not interested in you. And so a girl will call them that.
2: Right. Well, so here's the thing. I talk to my kids in a way... I have a dialogue with my kids thus far that I never had with my parents that's really important for me to have with them. Like, you're like, you need to, you know, be nice to that kid
1: or like they're, you know, that kid's um, going through something. You know, we talk,
2: There, there is certainly the the lessons to my kids about always leading with kindness. And I think Julie and I talked about on, on podcast, on podcast, no filter, on hashtag, no filter, that, you know, in my house, since they were babies, really, truly like babies, we would talk about how kindness is not an option, like period, the end, you can't be a dick. You can't Mm -hmm. be a dick. And we're starting to talk about, you know, respect towards women and what that means and how a girl wants to be spoken to and treated. And Madden had like a little, you know, sort of girlfriend experience this um, this past school year, which proved to be, uh, I don't remember navigating the stuff that he was navigating when I was 12, minefields of manipulation and right. social media, little bombs, you know, thrown out left, right, and center. But I, I think the mistake, I think the mistake that, parents or moms of boys make is putting these boys on this pedestal Mm. of my boy does, you know, my boy is perfect. I mean, there is this truth, I think, of the mommy-son relationship is so delicious. It's Mm -hmm. so lovely. People talk about how boys love their mamas like, Nothing else. And I have found that to be true. My kids are so affectionate with me. They are walking, beating, delicious hearts when it comes to me. But it is also my job to make sure that they know they are far from perfect and to basically, like, yank the rug out from underneath them every once in a while and keep it very real with them. Yeah. I think that's really important. I think so. I think it's why Baz is good. I don't think my mother-in-law ever— ever made it easy for Barry to believe that he was God's gift. Right.
1: Yeah. I think and, and that's and a massive right. and think, mistake. And I think that happens so often, especially when a woman has only one son. Oh, that's like a scary, oh scary situation. Yes. Cause they like worship that. Yeah. That boy. Yeah. Let's talk about being like a serial monogamist. I, I, you know, took from me, from listening to your episodes with Julie, that you haven't been single that
2: much. I wasn't single that much, but when I was, Mm -hmm. I really got it out of my system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really important. Yeah, I think so. But I guess
1: my question to you is like, do you have any, you know, for someone that finds themselves being in relationships all the time, Yeah or someone that, you know, wants to get married at 26, Yeah. what is some like warning or advice or just like check this before you do that, that you can offer? Oh,
2: goodness. Oh my goodness. I, you know what? I don't know that I have really anything to offer there. Mm-hmm. I get, I, I, I remember being 26 years old and really just feeling like very desperate to like lock it all down. Everybody had their shiny big baubles, you know, on their engagement ring finger and everybody was planning these Martha Stewart perfect weddings. And I really, I I get the desire to get out of the bar scene, to cuddle up on a couch, to be monogamous, to have your partner. I really do get it. I just wouldn't rush it at the, at the expense of settling Mm-hmm. And again, I think there's, you know, therein lies that inner voice and you're the only one who knows if you're settling. No mm-hmm. one else does. Your mother did Well, maybe your mother does. My mother knew. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> my mother totally knew. <sighs> um, but I think you've got to be okay pushing through on your own. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. yourself some really good girlfriends. You know, get yourself your circle. It doesn't have to be the walk down the aisle. Mm -hmm. And where did you meet Baz? I met Baz on J-Date.
1: So I love that because I met my boyfriend on Hinge.
2: I love that.
1: I just wonder, like, what are your thoughts about meeting online? I mean, obviously they're positive.
2: Yeah, I think for us it was a very positive experience. I had, you know, essentially a year leading up to that where it wasn't always positive. Mm -hmm. But that's part of it too, because I think you recognize, or hopefully when the real deal presents itself, you recognize it as something valuable and not to be messed with. Mm -hmm. I messed with Barry for a bit. I couldn't, I, I wasn't, I was not over my marriage. I was not through the divorce I was telling myself that I was, you know, totally recovered and ready to move on. And that was in part a lie. Right. And Barry really, really stuck by me and really, for whatever reason, was sort of unshakable. Mm. But I think you've got to go through the shitty dates and the going home and sobbing into your pillow yeah. to recognize when it's really good. Mm-hmm.
1: You said something on Julie's podcast that I had to write down because it was so just like wise. And and I was like, yes. I almost wanted to make it a poll question, but I wanted to meet you first. You said that you have to be in a state of yes to meet the right person. Yeah. What do you mean by that? What is a state of yes?
2: I think a state of yes is literally and figuratively being... In a place where, you know, I can remember being in my dermatologist's office Mm. and Dr. Ellen Gendler looking at me and saying, I've got somebody for you. Uh I want to fix you up. He's in Boston. And (laughs) me being like, in my head being like, fuck, ugh. And looking at her and going, great, give him my number. Uh It's not always feeling enthusiastic about saying yes, Mm -hmm. but you push yourself to do it because you know what the end game is. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I decided to say yes to getting divorced, I knew what I wanted. I had, I, at that point, I was 30 years old. I knew that I wanted to be married. I knew right. that I wanted to have kids. I knew that there was an entire life in front of me, and you don't get it by sitting in your apartment by yourself. And I basically made, I mean, I'm sure this is horrifying to all of the feminists out there listening to me, but I sort of made it my job to date. How is that anti-feminist? I don't think that it is, but I think a lot of women who are hiding behind being afraid say, that's bullshit. You don't need someone to be happy. You don't need to go. And, and that's fine. That's, that's totally fine. I knew that I did want to be with someone. I knew that I wanted to be married. I knew that I wanted a partner and I knew that I was pretty good at it. Yeah. I don't think that's anti-feminist at all. I don't either. Because there are, you know. But there are some angry, scared women out there that will hide behind the door of their apartment and sit by themselves on their couch. Right. And not go out and. I don't think that's
1: fair I don't think that's fair to men and to women if they're into women. And I don't think it would be fair if men had that attitude towards women. Totally agree. Like if, if you are like a straight woman in and 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 a gay woman, any yeah. kind of woman, yeah. you know, you have every right to start a family. It doesn't make you any less of like a boss or Agreed. a feminist. Agreed. Like if you want a family... Go, go get it. Get, right. go, go get a family. A family not breaking into your apartment. That's exactly right. And being like, nor oh is my God, the guy here. We are. Nor is definitely nor is the not guy. the
2: guy. Right. Nor is the sperm bank. By the way, exactly. you gotta go make that happen exactly. too. Exactly. And I know a lot of women who have. Right. Who didn't want to wait around for totally. it, but that meant getting up off of the couch and or making a phone call at the very least and right. leaving the apartment and yeah. saying yes.
1: I love that. So my friend actually right now, um, my phone is blowing up because my best friend from college is at the courthouse at City oh Hall goodness. and she's getting married. Mazel tov. <laughs> Mazel tov to Britt. What are your hey, feelings Brit. on like, I don't know if, if that's considered an unconventional wedding or maybe that's like the opposite of unconventional and like the weddings that at the Martha Stewart weddings are one unconventional. Anymore. Is there yeah. even a conventional wedding anymore? No. I don't think so. Like what, what was your...
2: What were your weddings like? And did you do it differently the second time around? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh And I had such a good dress the second time around. And as we know, I was so thin. So it was even better. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think it's fabulous to go to the courthouse and just go quietly, you know, button it up, whatever. And I think that's so sexy, by the way. It is sexy. Do you think that like people who are
1: getting married for a second time shouldn't be having just as big of a celebration. You know, it's so funny
2: because I didn't want a big wedding, the second wedding. And, but it was Barry's first. Mm -hmm. And, and Barry is my mother-in-law's only son. And, you know, she wanted that for him. And I remember being on the phone with my future mother-in-law saying, you know, I think we'll just like slink into the rabbi's office and you know, I had this like vision of I'd wear like a really, you know, sexy kind of suit and we'd just have like a quiet dinner somewhere and like a garden, a private, I don't mm-hmm. know what the fuck I was thinking. But anyway, and I remember her saying to me, but this, but you're acting as if this isn't something to be celebrated. And she was so right. right. And we wound up, it wasn't a perfect night, by the way. The wedding was not a perfect night, but it was... We, we tried really hard to make it a perfect night and it was beautiful and it deserved to be celebrated. And I love that we can, you know, look back on, on. we've got the photo album and we've got the DVDs that are dusty in a drawer somewhere. But you know, when I look at my kids who, who now know that mommy was married before. Right. And I'm glad that I have that big fat wedding album to show them, mm-hmm. you know, to their daddy and that I was wearing an awesome dress and, you know, I'm I'm glad that we had our version of that. Yeah, so cute. That's good. And you have a
1: huge, huge following now, and like a very large amount of engagement on your posts, which Julie and I discussed, which is huge. And I guess my question to you is, and I know it's it's one of those like you have to talk about yourself in a positive no, I'm way. Cringing, but I'm like sweating, um, like why? I know I, I hate these questions <laughs> so too. Gross. But it's like why, and I know why, like I can answer it for you. But I wonder in your, in your thoughts, like why, you know, why
2: are people so interested in seeing what you have to say? Oh my goodness. I, you know, I can, there's been enough feedback now that it's not, it's no longer an answer that just swirls around my own head because so many people reach out to me and write to me, which is the nicest most delicious form of flattery, you know, to me on earth. I think that people feel like they can be friends with me. I Mm -hmm. think that's, that's a big piece of it. I think that people know that I'm not going to bullshit them, that if they ask me a question, I'm going to give them a direct answer, whether they want to hear it or not. I'll try and soften it, but I'm not going to just tell you what you want to hear. I think that crazy enough people really sort of dig how I'm mothering these monkeys and the the marriage that Barry and I are, you know, are in partnership over. It's been the craziest Instagram ride that I never thought I was stepping onto in a million years when I started an Instagram account, whatever it was, 18 months ago, 2 years ago, whatever it was. I was just starting an Instagram account like anybody else starts an Instagram account. And it's sort of ballooned into this very connected, I hope, authentic dialogue. Definitely. But I do not have a big following. I Mm -hmm. have a big following compared to what… I started with, but I am a, you know, I am a drop in the Instagram ocean. You know, you're definitely going to be able to do some swipe ups in <laughs> just a few months.
1: The swipe <laughs> if ups I are coming. figure out
2: how the fuck to make right, that work. Exactly.
1: The swipe ups <laughs> oh, are Nana. coming. So another thing that I heard you say on Julie's, and we only have time for like a few more, but I got to get this in because it was okay, so. And then I'm going
2: to take a nap in your room if that's please, okay. Good. of
1: course. Okay. Um, you said the key to a happy marriage is staying in the room. Yeah. And I love that. It also reminded me of Hamilton for some reason. Oh, really? Like, you know, the song, like, I want to be in the room. Where oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So why? Why is that the key? Because it's I mean, so I know why,
2: easy but. to walk out yeah. of the room and slam the door. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I'm so fucking good at that. Same. I'm so good at slamming the door. I'm so good at flouncing about and being the only female in that house, including right. Norm and the dog. But if it's you… it almost like a metaphor for, like, the room is the marriage. The room is 100% the marriage. Now Barry's the one who flounces out of the door a lot of the time. And I'm like, you told me that I wasn't allowed to re- yeah. leave the room. Get your ass back here. But you have to… You've got to stay in the ugly bits and you've got to stay in the muck in order to get to the other side. Right. You know, you're not ever, I suppose, really on the other side, but Mm. a few days a week we get to the other side Mm -hmm. and we have a really good time together. And those, you know, that's that's the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You have to go through the bad to
1: get to the good. You have to. to. You've got
2: to kind of stand in the shit, Mm -hmm. right? To get... To the other side. It's true.
1: If you're a woman, let's say mid-30s and you're single and you are given the choice of two men, one of which is 45, mm-hmm. divorced with one kid. I love
2: this game. Okay, And wait, the
1: other one. you mid-30s,
2: did yeah, you say? Yeah, mid-30s. Okay, mid-30s.
1: Okay, one is 45. Divorced with one kid. Okay. And one is 44, yeah. never been married. Oh my God, it's a no-brainer. Really, the divorce 44. with one
2: kid. And well... Now, if you had said 54, it would be a no-brainer. Right. I don't know that it's a no-brainer at 44. Mm -hmm. And I think it depends on the kid and the ex-wife also. Yeah, of course. Like, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. The kid is a little monster. You might want to hightail it to the 44-year-old.
1: You know what? That makes me me sad that, like, it's... But I guess it's a reflection on the parents, right? But if you're dating with a kid and the kid is a monster, Uh,
2: then people are gone. Well... You're just signing up for a whole different level mm-hmm. of of stress. But do you think and that's it's not always- really you? It's really not yours because right. you're not. I mean, it's your stress, but there's someone else mothering that child. But do you think it's always a reflection on you as a parent? If like, your kid is a monster, uh-huh. no, I think there are other factors. I mean, I said, "Oh no, I think that there are. I, I, I think that there are." you know, rotten to the core kids. I've seen that. Mm. I think that there are kids who, you know, where you might have a kid on the spectrum or you might have a kid with, you know, emotional issues. I I think that, you know, so obviously that's, you know, there, there are a whole host of factors that come into play when it's a child. But when you're walking into a relationship and there's you know, a four-year-old that really belongs to someone else and you're just sort of along for the ride, that better be a really solid relationship. And by the way, I was that kid. So when my parents met, I, I haven't seen my biological father in a very long time, but when, so when my mother met what is now my father, he adopted me, I was five years old. He was taking on like, you know, the wounded animal on the side of the road. That's a lot, yeah. But and he didn't even he, he didn't have to deal with the biological father. Well, I'm sure you were adorable. And, I was, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I had a southern accent. Yeah, there you What's go. Than that? Nothing, right? Did you have siblings, or do you have siblings? I do. I have mm-hmm. a brother.
2: I have a brother. Cute. Yeah. Older or younger? Younger, seven years younger. Very cute. Don't ask me how old that makes him. My math is really weak. Yeah, no, yeah. so is mine. Yeah.
1: Well, amazing. I can't believe we're already at an hour. I hate that. I hate that too. It was well, good maybe we'll maybe we'll follow uh, Julie's lead and do a part two and part three. Yes. but we usually end actually in oh, a boy. similar way with a quote or a piece of advice or a poem, mm-hmm. like literally anything. I feel like you're definitely like in the poem world because I'm you have so young not. kids.
2: But like, oh, don't no, you have no, to no,
1: read no, them no. poems for school? You know, work? Shel Silverstein, every yeah. once in a while, I'll yeah. yank
2: out of a dusty bookshelf. It's my but favorite. The best. One of the poems right? by him is my favorite poem, actually. But don't ask me to recite one, especially yeah, no, after really a few swigs of Sauvignon Blanc. It's really Thank hard. you, Kim Crawford.
1: <laughs> so your piece of advice, quote, the Shel Silverstein, advice, I think, is,
2: I think is what we were just talking about before. And, you know... As I put my kids on the bus yesterday, you know, for seven weeks away without us. And as I look at, you know, my own summer, seven weeks without them, I think it's what we were speaking about a few minutes ago. And that is just being in a state of saying yes. I think you'd be crazy not to say yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
1: So everyone out there listening. But use a
2: condom. Say yes. Be safe
1: but make I make good a choices. Yeah. <laughs> Say yes, but do you have a condom? <laughs> Amazing. Oh, wait. And then two quick questions that I forgot to ask you. One is how do you feel about friends with benefits? Do you know what that is? Yes.
2: Oh my God. Do you really think I'm that old? <laughs> yes. I totally believe in it. As long as like, <sighs> yeah, I totally believe in it. Okay. I think it's a good thing. Okay. Sorry, Baz.
1: Sex on a first date. Why not? I feel like there's a few reasons. Do you? Uh, well, I think that if you're having sex on a first date, expecting it and hoping for it to be something, that's not great. Yeah, I'm here, here to tell you that
2: it can be something. It could even lead to really? marriage. <laughs> oh my God. You guys had sex on the first no, date? No, I think it was more like the second. Sorry, mother-in-law. Oh, I mean, it's fine. you so if you're... good. When I opened up the refrigerator and there yeah. was only a bottle of Vogue Clicquot, I was like,
1: I'm in. Uh-huh. That's really cute. I mean- Again, like my friend who's getting married today had sex on her first or second date.
2: Too. I don't think it fucking matters yeah. i think I think as long I think as long as everybody is having a good time and you're connecting beyond the bedroom, you have to right. connect beyond the bedroom right if there's nothing to talk well, about that's after. my
1: that's my worry is that like you've gone on a first date, you don't know enough about each other to like continue you know, and guys like guys are simple and dumb sometimes, and like they need something to hold on to. So 100%. I agree with you if you're connecting, yeah, yeah. But if you're
2: f- connecting, but
1: look, if you're doing I'm not it suggesting
2: to- that you have sex but, on every first but date. But if you're doing it to have a connection, oh god, that's a whole right. different right. pathology. Mm-hmm. That's not at all what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But if you, if the connection is there, if the chemistry is there, if you've had, you know, four hours of the best conversation that you right. haven't had in the longest time, and you wind up in bed, holla fucking lula, right.
1: I love it. Thank you so much, Jewel. It was such a pleasure to be here. Um, Where can everyone follow you, find you, listen to you? At JewelTheBee and JewelTheBee.com. Okay. And it's spelled J-U-L-E-T-H-E-B-E-E, like a buzzing bee. Thank you so much, Jewel. Thank you, Okay, so I realize we're back recording, even though we stopped, because it's so important <laughs> for me You couldn't get to enough ask. of me. I couldn't get enough of you, and I need to know, what's your opinion on therapy?
2: Yes, yes, and yes. I'm not in it currently. Mm-hmm. I probably should be. Did you ever do it with your ex-husband? I think we went to, like, four sessions. Okay. And she sort of looked at us and was like, it's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They know. They, they know right so away. So, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we kind of knew when to call it quits. We tried. Has Baz ever seen a therapist? Oh, my God. Yeah. Baz mm-hmm. is like all about. On his therapy. own accord or? Totally on his own accord and like grew up How with a mom. did you get a unicorn. Was, I, he is a total unicorn. Yeah. Like my boyfriend would. Never
1: go to therapy and because not, why? And,
2: and none of my friends, boyfriends, or husbands, or fiancés, whatever. Really? Mm-hmm. No. Baz has looked at me. There's been moments in our relationship where he's like, "I'm calling a therapist tomorrow." They think it's emasculating. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's at really all. not. It's very empowering. It's empowering. Totally empowering. And you can like. I feel like every time we leave a therapist's office, we. I always feel more connected to him. I always feel like the dust has kind of settled. Totally. And I have, I just see everything that I always loved about him mm-hmm. more so. I agree. Sometimes I hate him. But, but usually after therapy, I don't. Exactly. Yeah.
1: It's so funny. Actually, you'll love this. You might have seen this because you're following me now, but my I texted my boyfriend the other day. I have to yeah. pull it up. And I said, I love you and I'm so lucky to have such a great guy. So nice. And he said, Law, have you just been to therapy? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Barry would write, LOL, are you drunk? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Or who
1: did you just sleep with? Are
2: you feeling <laughs> guilt?
1: <laughs> That's so funny. Well, anyway, just had to throw that in there. I'm glad you did. Okay. Hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Also get tickets to our upcoming shows. We met at Acme.com slash tour now. Oh, and follow us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash we met at Acme. I always forget to do these little things, but I'm glad I remember now. Bye.